Hello and welcome to Countries for Kids, a podcast where we get to explore the world and its cultures. My name is Elijah and I'm here with my mom and my brother Sawyer. Are you ready for an adventure? I sure am. Elijah, what country are we talking about this week? Well, it's not really a country, it's more of a continent, but it belongs to no nation. It's Antarctica! The question of the week is how do they refrigerate their food in Antarctica? Keep listening to find out. So, where is Antarctica? Antarctica is at the South Pole. Which is literally as far from the equator as you can get. We learned in the Ecuador episode that being near the equator means it's usually pretty hot. So what does it mean if you're far from the equator? It's very cold. In the winter, it averages from negative 5 Fahrenheit near the coast to negative 76, which is freezing. It makes me cold just thinking about it. For our friends outside the U.S., that's minus 15 to minus 60 Celsius. In the summer, it's usually around the freezing point. Even though there's lots of snow, it's actually a desert. Usually you would think deserts are hot, right? It's too cold for water to evaporate and come back down as rain or snow. It snows about two inches a year. The Sahara Desert gets three inches of rain a year, which is an inch more than Antarctica. It just seems like it must snow a lot because the snow never has a chance to melt, so it just piles up year after year. Sawyer, what is climate change? People are making the world hotter. The melting snow and water means glaciers are disappearing. The planet and animals on land are moving and changing behaviors. And the ocean water is warming up, which is not good. The warm ocean water has reduced the population of krill because krill need very specific temperatures to survive. Penguin fish and whales eat krill. If they don't have any food to eat, it will be hard for them to survive. People also use krill oil for omega-3s, so now there are harvesting limits so we don't take too much from the marine animals. If you take krill oil, you may want to look for a more sustainable omega-3 source. Penguins are probably the most famous animals there. Those Christmas commercials with penguins and polar bears are, are wrong By the way, polar bears only live near the North Pole and penguins only live near the South Pole. Although some people have suggested relocating the polar bear to Antarctica to help save it from extinction, since many are starving to death because of all the sea ice melting near the North Pole. But from past experience, we know that good-intentioned relocation of animals to solve a problem doesn't usually go as planned. For example... Because it's an apex predator, it could kill a lot more penguins and seals than intended. Penguins are pretty friendly because nothing really eats them on land. So they might just walk right up to a polar bear and get eaten. There are also lots of seals, sea lions, whales, fish, and seabirds. Scuba diving is also really cool there. There are lots of things like starfish, sponges, and even sea anemones and squid. Until the last few hundred years, it was the only continent with no people on it. The Russians discovered it in 1820, but they never got off the boat. The first person we 
that landed on Antarctica that we know of. It was Roald Amundsen from Norway in 1911. He wanted to find the South Pole, and he did. It took him about two months to walk there. I bet he was very tired afterwards. It's probably a Eurocentric view. Some people believe that it was found for, before then. There's a map called the Piri Reis map that was made in the 1500s by someone from the Middle East that shows Antarctica. It's unclear where he got this information. The people that live near there probably discovered it first. Many southern indigenous people hunt the fish and mammals in the ocean around the Antarctic, so they most certainly knew about it. They're pretty sure the Maori from New Zealand were there by the 7th century, and there was a skull of a woman who was thought to have died in the early 1800s from one of the indigenous tribes from South Argentina. People live there now at least part-time. Mostly scientists and the people that support them. There are around 66 scientific bases in Antarctica, of which about 37 are occupied year-round. The remainder are open during the summer and closed down for the winter. There are about 4,000 people through the summer months and about 1,000 over winter each year. The biggest one's called McMurdo Station. It can have up to 1,000 people at a time, which is crazy. Most are not scientists. That's true. Most are support staff. They need people to run the dorms, the cafeteria, the hospital, and the waste management facility. And they also need people to run the management facilities, the vehicle and building repair shops, and all that stuff. If you live in Antarctica, then you're totally taken care of. They give you food, housing, utilities like electric and water are paid for, and there's live music every day. I swear, every place we research, I really want to go to. There's nowhere to spend your money while you are there. There's also no cell phone service. So people tend to become very close to the people they live and work with. Paying for so many people takes a lot of work and a lot of planning. You have to plan a year and a half ahead of time. Or a whole year. That's because they'll send a year's worth of supplies on a cargo ship, and that takes a lot of planning. Can you imagine being the head chef and having to plan meals for a thousand people for a whole year, almost two years ahead of time? And people consume way more calories than needed when you're in a hot climate in the cold. Keeping your body warm takes a lot of calories. One thing we learned is that at the McMurdo station, they have fresh pizza every day. That is amazing, and definitely a good way to get a lot of calories quickly. People in Antarctica have to eat twice as many calories as people in warmer places. It is very easy to freeze food in Antarctica. It literally takes no energy to, fr- to keep food frozen. The question of the week is, what do they use to refrigerate food in Antarctica? Soil, what is the answer? They use heaters to thaw their food to refrigerator temperatures. That's crazy. Another thing they have to do is recycle food. It just means you're eating your leftovers food that does not get thrown away. There are also remote bases. Yes, not all research happens in town. In that case, the researchers have to take care of themselves. 
They're given supplies like food and medicine, but they have to cook and take care of themselves. They also have to make sure to leave no trace behind when they are done exploring and researching. They even poop in a bucket and bring it back with them. Apparently it's not that bad since frozen poop doesn't smell. They really make an effort to keep Antarctica pristine, so there are a couple of ways they deal with waste. Trash is packed up and sent back to one of the countries that created it. The water from toilets is drained to get all the solid stuff out, and then it is shipped back with the trash, and then treated with either UV or microbes that kill all the pathogens and is dumped into the ocean. The U.S. and China have a rocket trailer that burns all European poop up. Even though people from all over the world live there, no no country owns it. The Antarctic Treaty was created to protect it. Its purpose is to make sure it's used peacefully, that no hunting is allowed, and that everyone is allowed to use it. One of the early explorers named Robert Falcon Scott ended up dying on an expedition, but when he was found, he had the first fossils ever found in Antarctica. The fossils showed it used to be a jungle. Over the years, scientists have figured out that Antarctica used to be much closer to the equator, connected to other continents, and it even had dinosaurs. During the Jurassic period, there were no polar ice caps. There were just forests all the way to the South Pole. They found so many dinosaurs, including a Clarathosaurus. It looks like a T-Rex, but a little smaller, and it has a crest on its head. Many scientists think it probably had feathers, too, so it looked like a giant, scary bird. Your assignment for the week is to find out an interactive map of Pangaea. Pangaea was when all the continents were, were still connected. Our favorite is dinosaurpictures.org slash ancient-earth. For that, well, that's it for this week. If you would like to support the show, please consider becoming a Patreon member. We would like to thank Jessica and Charlie for becoming Patreon members. You can join for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash countries for kids. It helps us produce the show, like getting new mics. I hope you guys enjoyed the better sound quality this week. And you get special perks like being able to answer the question of the week on the show, being a guest on the show, and just supporting a few kids who are excited about the world and the people who live on it. I also want to thank Huang Su from Fiverr for the intro and outro music. Hey boys, what country will we be talking about next time? Ireland! Countries for kids.